This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. If I had this show when I was a kid, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. my parents would have thanked us. Like, I'm surprised yeah. more parents don't go. Don't go. Hey, I couldn't be there for my kids, but you were. <laughs> you know what? I mean, we're getting a lot of thanks for being there during the pandemic. I'm waiting for a thanks for raising my kid. <laughs> Not, not only that, we're, we're so knowledgeable helping these young kids out. I'm surprised some of them aren't even coming out of the bedroom after listening to us and, and you know, correcting their, their parents. Like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, Dad, you know, you're supposed to tip after that. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay, let, 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 let me set the table here for the listeners. All right. We're cranking out these podcasts like we're like we're we're stern in the eighties. I mean that that that's how frequent we're doing this, right? It's, it's almost a daily morning show now. Yeah. One oh seven FM, AM twelve ninety WCCC. Good morning. My name is Howard Stern. I'm the new morning man on CCC. Yeah. So so it's at night, uh, nearly ten o'clock on the East Coast, seven o'clock here on the on the West Coast. Uh, nighttime cast. We haven't done this in a while, but every time the sun drops and we do a cast, we tend to have a little extracurricular activity going on. Now, yeah, um, we generally don't mix the juice with the career, but I felt, you know, I don't know. I had a long day. I'm going to be going on the road in a little bit. And I figured, why not pour a glass? Now, I got to tell you, just the opening of the bottle, I had a scenario happen to me just downstairs. When I go in the wine fridge and I look for my bottle that I'm going to drink for the evening, Lana and I, I often look and just kind of sift through, do I want to go to California? Do I want to jump over to Italy? Do I want to go to Australia? That's where I'm kind of... Sifting through the uh, the labels, right? Yeah. Now, I belong to a wine club where I get uh, three bottles of Cabernet sent monthly to the house. And generally, those bottles range in price between eh, 35 and 70 bucks a bottle. You know, not breaking the bank. It's, you know, decent prices. Uh, and, and they're from... Wine cellars. By the way, dude, <laughs> I stop. My mom doesn't get out of the car, and I go get a wine. I get three jugs of Yellowtail for like nine ninety nine each. It's back to reality. Seventy five no, a bottle is uh. That's what you. That's what most people bring New Year's Eve guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending how serious you are in regards to wine, right? It's 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 okay. Listen, all right. Is, you want to relate it to 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 your world? <clears throat> you ain't. Yellowtail is like skunk weed. Oh, right? don't even. 
if you come into my house and you say, I just got back from Mexico and I brought weed, I'll be like, you and your weed can get out of my house. You may as well so, bring mud in on your shoes than Mexican weed. It's got seeds, guy. Okay. It's got seeds. Okay. What is this, 1972? Fucking seeds. Uh, <laughs> All right, continue. I'm told, um, now I understand what you're saying. Thank you for putting it in context. Okay, oh. so what I'm saying is, and I don't know the dose. Like when you buy weed, I don't know. Like oh, a bag, a fifth, or all right. We don't have to stay on weed. I got it. All right, we can go back to the regular world. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to. I want to stay on this for all one right. second because turn into Tommy Chong over here. <laughs> hey, you want to get high, man? In the weed world, yeah. in the weed world, like what's a like if a bottle of wine is a. a um, Give me the equivalent in the weed world to a bottle of wine in like uh, how it's measured. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you would think I'd be better with that. There's two things I know, a sativa and an indica. I like the sativa and I go in and I always go, what's the strongest thing you got? And then they go, well, there's only strong one. Just give it to me, you know, and, and that's what they do. But the amount, I'm talking the amount. Oh, like. Oh, well, what do you mean? Like a, an ounce of like good how, weed? An ounce. Yeah, yeah like an ounce, is an ounce a bottle of wine? Oh, like, no, no. If someone came to my house and gave me an ounce, I'd be like, yeah. wow, bro, thank you. I, okay, I'd say okay. uh, a nice solid joint for me on my own time. Not, hey, I got this for us for later, but hey, it's a little something for yourself. Okay. You know, that's about the same. Uh, okay, and a joint costs how much? A good joint will run you about 10 to 15. You get a nice pre-rolled one, fatty. Okay. If I told you, B, I got a joint. I got it for $2.50. Would you look at that joint and go, hey, ain't good? Yeah, I would, I would wonder where you got it for $2.50. Yeah, that would be no good. Yellow tail. Okay. Really? No, now, that, that's, are, that's, the, that's the equivalent. I, that's the equivalent, but I thought, like, if I poured you a yellow tail... I poured you a $75 bottle of wine that you might not be able to know that the yellowtail is. I would know. You would. I, I thought but, that one was so popular because it actually tastes more expensive, but I guess not. That's what the people say to justify them spending two ninety nine on the bottle, right? $9.99. Whatever it is. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and you hear this a lot. Where, oh, you know, the Trader Joe's, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Get a good wine for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Huh? That's what I always heard. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who just bought me a nine ninety nine bottle of wine, right? Yeah. It's never the guy handing me a $150 Merlot. <laughs> going, you know, I, I could get you something just as tasty for 10 bucks. Yeah. But I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, you're right. Good point, oh, bro. Good. All right. So All right. I, I go Italy, right? And of course, I, I go I, and I don't like Italian wines really. They're a little too dry for me. I oh, actually wow. prefer, prefer a Cabernet. So listen, I, I'm 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 practically an expert when it comes to opening bottles of wine. I've done it for years at the Four Seasons, and I'm just you know, over the pandemic. I basically perfected it, blindfolded. Right. <laughs> right. But I cracked the cork. I cracked the cork off this one. This, the cork was brittle. Okay. Generally speaking, that's not a good sign, right? right. You wanted a little, a little kind of moist. So I, I was kind of turned off already. Uh, and I poured a wine, and I want to show the listeners this. This is the beauty of video. I don't know if you could see it, but there is a a drip. Uh, from yeah. drying, yeah, right? it's not, ain't a clean glass, right? I see that. Now, and, and you can see also, it's not washed properly. Now, the wine's not. What, no, the glass. Oh, the oh, glass oh, 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 is. Okay. It's got a, a tint of like a fogginess to it, which, if I was serving wine to people, what I do is I hold up the glass to the light before I even pour it. Because the last thing I want to do as a host is sit there at the table and me noticed that your glass is dirty. But worse off, you go to drink it and you go, hey, fucking, did he clean the glass? Yeah. To me, right. if I go to somebody's house and the wine glass 
Looks like they dipped it in piss. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you're gonna give it. I don't care if you're gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just think. I'm key, I can't help but picture most of my mom's wine glasses when you talk like that. You know, because she's Irish. <laughs> I mean, dude, she'll have half a glass of wine and leave it out, go to bed, and go. And then at five o'clock the next night, when she starts a happy hour, just. I've seen it take the wine out of a glass and dump it back in the bottle. Oh, oh, wow. oh yeah. my God, bro, bro. So there's none of this meticulousness, which I'm fascinated by. Yeah, by the way, I was yeah. so into the wine just a minute ago. I don't know if you noticed. I had the microphone on my lap for that whole rant. <laughs> did you, did you, I, <laughs> we all noticed it. No, I didn't even I know. I don't even know if you're going to be able to hear what the hell I just said, but the microphone was resting on my lap. Anyway, I'm turned off by A to cork and B to wine glass. Now I'm drinking it. I don't know. It's like, you know, when you know those things happened mentally, does it screw up your taste buds when you're drinking it? Like, like if I got this at a restaurant and I didn't know the cork broke and I didn't notice the wine glass was dirty... Would my mind go, oh, no, this is nice glass? Or if you know what happened prior to the wine and or food that comes to your table, does right. that affect your enjoyment? Well, I mean, you got to be on some level, level of a wine critic. Like if you took the best wine critic on the planet, right, wine connoisseur, sat him down, gave him two bottle, two glasses, same wine, same year, same bottle, but one of them, the cork was dry when we opened it. Could he sip both and go, glass on the right was the dry cork? Yeah. Mind blown, right, bro? Yeah, I mean, yeah. no. It's, it, it's guys... mental. What you're talking, this is all mental. It's kind of like if you see milk out and it's still cold, but you don't know how long it's been sitting out. Then you put it in yeah, your yeah. coffee and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking, this shit's curdling in my stomach right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then someone walks down and goes, oh, I just left that out for two minutes. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. Yeah, no. So that's where I am with the wine. Right. Now, did you pour yourself oh, a beverage? Bro. That's why people think I keep sipping the coffee. but And I'm telling you, folks, I'm not making this up. This is total truth. 9.30 night show. I was thinking about getting a whiskey. But I was on the bubble. I know Jackie will be asleep by the time I get out of, out of here. I mean, so I'll just be alone. And Sebastian texts. Says he's going with a wine. I send a photo of this <laughs> beauty. Now, it's uh, it's called Drunken Bean, and it's coffee whiskey. And I put it right in my decaf, and I put quite a bit in here. And I had a few because you were running late. I've been chugging it. It's like delicious. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, and I feel, I feel bad about this because I know she wouldn't care, but this is what I did. After you said, you know, you're going with that, I'm going with the whiskey. Jackie's on the couch. Now, there's a little wall, and then, like, behind the wall is a liquor cabinet. So, and when you open it, it's like glass, you look, and she's got a little ceramic duck hanging on a ribbon on the, on the handle. So when you pull open the liquor cabinet, you hear the duck rattling and she, yeah. she'd go, what are, you, what are you doing in there? And then I know I go, nah, I'm just going to have a whiskey. And she'd go, you're going to have a whiskey at this time of night and then you get in the bed. You, you know, you're, you're not really a whiskey person. And you know, I, I don't know what it would be. Right. So instead of that. I talk to her a little, like, you know, just just chit-chat. And then I step out. I slowly take the duck off the hook. And I lay it on the counter. Then I walk back out, chat with her some more. Then a commercial kicked on. Volume went up. I pulled open the liquor cabinet on the commercial. Slid the bottle out. Slid right in here with it. Yeah. Isn't it sad? It's, you, listen, listen. Bro, I'll go I get, wake her up right now and say, Jack, I'm drinking whiskey. Would that make you feel better? I'll do I, a remote with the show. I know, but I, I'm, 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 I'm going to. No, I wouldn't I'm gonna, say that. I'll call the other. <laughs> <laughs> go I'm going to I'm gonna parallel it to what I go through. Oh, all right. Same, same shit. Oh, right. Nice. So you're going to bust my balls. No, no, no. Like. I like this granola cereal in the morning. So 
It's granola. It's got almonds in it. And, you know, it's, it's got some sugar in it and whatnot. And it's probably not the healthiest thing to have, right? But I eat. <laughs> I eat the br- I eat the breakfast, right? Eggs and a little avocado and a little ground up turkey sausage, whatever it is. And I don't know if anybody else is doing this out there, but I have this cereal almost as a breakfast dessert. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So. Lana don't like when I eat it because she feels that it's unhealthy and I'll gain weight from it, right? Right, right. So I I've had to sneak this fucking thing. Right? I I ate it once standing up in the garage, bro. I, I went into the garage and I ate it. I ate it in the garage. <laughs> so so like my, my question is at this age, right, being married this long, can't you just kind of just do what you want without a without a without a chirping in the background going, "What are you What are you doing?" And now you gotta ex- you gotta explain. I'm having a drink. You're like, I know, man. It's you know, bro. It's like my dog last year got sick and cost six hundred bucks to the vet. Da da da. And he's like, yeah, I got some, it must have been chewing on a damp stick because it was uh, spring. And I yeah. go, yeah, he goes out in this woods when I take him, he chews on stick. He goes, yeah, there's fungus on those. You want to keep? So now, dog runs out there and I'm yelling, get away from those sticks. You can't go near those sticks, you know? And I'm like, that's like what my wife does to me with cookies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all we're trying to do is, they're just trying to keep us alive a little longer, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, have, can you even count on one finger how many times you ever told your wife uh, that she probably shouldn't be eating something? We had this happen just before I came up here. A friend of ours over the weekend brought us some freshly baked sourdough bread, and we hadn't tasted it in a while. So Lana's like, "Should we have a piece?" I'm going, "I'm going to have a piece." She's like, "I don't want. I don't. I should have a piece." I go, "Have a piece." I'm like, "I'm encouraging." The, the 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 eating you know uh yeah. so it's like you know it's a piece of bread what's gonna happen you know uh, yeah, yeah yeah so uh <laughs> unbelievable man but like <laughs> god imagine they did that with us <laughs> i know right just making sure this shit's on like if you finish um, the avocado and you walked away and she's like yeah you're not gonna have your cereal dessert <laughs> and you go, and you go. I wasn't good. You go sit down. Why wouldn't you? The milk is cold. What are you doing? Don't be crazy. You're young. Oh, you're God. gonna be around at least another ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, guy. You're going long. I know you are. You're going long. Oh, uh, so that that's that's the. I mean, and again, we're 15 minutes into this thing, and just just setting up the table takes 15 minutes right uh, <laughs> i tell you man i feel I'm just, every album it's a comedy album it's a comedy <laughs> album. it really is man i get nervous before oh, these things. <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you bro um i, I just posted to the patreon the uh the video of uh, i'm gonna take the listeners through the um the the segments of the construction process of building out the new studio here for the for the cast. Uh, nice. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited to get in there, bro. This thing might be so fantastic. You might have to come out here for a month just to bang out like 30 episodes in in the studio with me. You know, I'm, you know right? what I'm, saying? Yes. If I'm going to LA to do TV. That's what I'm going. That's what it's like. Yeah, that's I tell it. You. The minute anyone sees a video, though, of you starting to, like, go through renovating your uh, your studio, it's like the same thing when you started getting interested in food. All the Food Network stars like, ah, shit, here he goes, going to do a food show. Now <laughs> now all the people, like, doing reno shows are like, ah, oh, here comes a lot of Sebastian uh, reno show. That's... <laughs> Someone's getting bumped. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
You know what? Everybody else is getting into stand-up that shouldn't be. So <laughs> no, my, oh. Shit, man. <laughs> oh, that God, the man. I can't take it, though. I mean, I don't want to get on a bitch session with yeah. the stand-up shit, but my oh. God. Oh, yeah. Stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane, people. I didn't go into the food uh, space because I was pretending to be a chef or know anything about food. The whole purpose of the uh, the show was for me to kind of learn with the audience, right? Okay. Now, if they applied that to the stand-up world where the people would just maybe sit and watch to see how stand-up's done for a little bit rather than getting up on stage. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I no. can't I can't go down the road, man. Well, I, I, well, I got I to gotta say, I mean, some of these young guys that I've been working with lately, um, it's amazing how, like, they almost, like, when they tell me what they want to do, one of the things they always say is they go, yeah, and then I, I got to make better videos. I got to be making more videos. And all my years doing stand-up, I mean, I go home, I write, I go over to joke, I, you know, hey, maybe that'll work. And then I go back that night, do it again and again and again. I, I wasn't, like, going, oh, and I got to make video. So, so it's like, and, and, and then if they go to get booked, these bookers are looking at how many followers they have, like, it used to be if you're funny or you're not. I heard you're funny. Colin Quinn told me you're funny and I should have your um, feature or something. Now it's, no, I'm not followers. So I, so I feel bad. It's like the, the game has changed, so it's watered down stand-up. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, just because you have the followers, and I'm not, I'm not hating the game right now as far as. Uh, no, I know you how it's how it's set up i understand it's a business and the people have followers from doing particular videos on whether it be instagram tiktok facebook you know pick your social media platform and then they go and headline a club and you know those followers might come see them but what the missing for me is is the work the dedication the repetitions that you need to put in as a comedian to to operate at a, like a an elevated level uh and i don't blame the people that are on the social media for for you know they're getting work if someone's gonna hire them as a headliner hire them as a headliner uh and if you're gonna make whatever at the door a door deal whatever you're gonna make uh you know at the comedy club you're gonna make fine but for me i always looked at it as a bodybuilder right now, am I going to go on stage and take my shirt off just because I brought 300, I could get 300 people to come see me, but I'm not quite there yet as a bodybuilder, right? right. So I'd, ra I'd rather keep my shirt on, right. right? Right. Hit the gym for another six to eight months or whatever it takes. Right. And then be show ready. These people now... It's like, oh, I've been on TikTok. I could do yeah. an hour and a half. I mean, I, I would love to just see it. If, it, if, the, if the guy or the girl is fantastic doing an hour and 15, hour and 20, headlining a show, then all, all power to them. But, my God, for me, I, it took me seven, ten years to get, you know, material that was equal to the last joke you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no i i 100 i know and it used to be i felt like when i was younger and you'd have that occasional guy that came in or gal and would do a headline because they were famous for mostly for something else they did a little stand up but they're famous <clears throat> and they have a rough time um they pack it they'd have a rough time and i used to always think to myself you know and look, if I got famous tomorrow and I'm not a funny comic, I'm still going to go and headline and do that. But, uh, man, I sure hope if I'm lucky enough to ever be able to draw a crowd that my, my act has had time to get there. Because that looks very unpleasant and very nerve-wracking. <laughs> you, you know, they're up there like, oh, God, everything has to work. And even if everything works, that means, this, you know, we'll just barely get by. <laughs> the, yeah. the openers go long and shit. Yeah. By the last show, they, they go up there and just say good night. Thank you. Well, the problem with that is the people go see it and they go, "Man, ain't gonna come back and see this again." You want exactly. them leaving, going, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't wait to go back." You don't want them yeah. going. Eh, it's funny, but I, you know, once is enough, you know. 
and, and to get to in to get to that point is is in my book repetition and time. There's no substitution for it. There's no way to accelerate this other than those two things: repetition and uh, and time. Yeah. Well, I agree. But if we're gonna nitpick, you get the occasional comedian that is just like doing something like so neurotic where they just like you know sit still and just say a joke or something where as long as the jokes are great they can get good they can get popular quicker because they're not they're not doing all the other stuff that comes along with it you know what i'm saying i mean i don't know i shouldn't even say that because even you take a guy like stephen wright who barely moves the jokes are unbelievable yeah but still there's an art to being able to maintain that character and that confidence in a giant space and still stay so like how he does, you know? So you're right. Time and repetition. Absolutely. Well, that's the, yeah, the, the writing there has to be exceptional. If, if you're going to do that type of comedy where it's kind of set up joke, even uh, what's his Mitch Hedberg, who I love to watch yeah. really, you know, creative in his thinking coming yeah. up with jokes who wasn't really mobile on stage and just kind of stood behind the microphone but yeah i mean if there's any young comedians listening out there i mean you know not that you're asking for the advice so just we just got to this topic just out of yeah. organically uh Hedberg was cool too man he was like i never met the guy i never met the guy well i met him in super super nice guy I did a few shows with him in new york and once at like a college somewhere super nice guy but his persona was like, like Jim Morrison or something, like you know. But what, like you said, but like great jokes, such a great writer, but also like real cool, like you know, head down doing a joke off to the side. I'm like looking out at the crowd, practically <laughs> fucking tap dancing, <laughs> and he's got the shades on indoors. Yeah, cool guy. So anyway. um, yeah. So so that's that's the piece on that. Um. Sipping a little water, Oof. whiskey, bam. Yeah, no, no, sip away, bro, sip away. I, I was just at soccer practice with Caruso, and uh, Lana came with uh, Serafina. Serafina generally doesn't come to the practice, but, uh, you know, we were there as a as a family, and uh, it threw Caruso off. Oh, yeah, you think so? Well... He wasn't participating in the practice. He was on the sideline hanging out with mommy, and it just his whole, his whole, his whole game was thrown off. And I got upset that he wasn't in the game. Uh, and Lana, Lana's like, "What is this my fault? What did I do? What did I do?" And I'm like, "It's not your fault, but like, I gotta, I gotta go a couple of times, just me and him." Because when it's just me and him, he knows there's no one else to go to that's going to hug him. You know, like, he goes to mommy right away, she hugs him. He comes to me, I look at him, I go, you get the hell back in there. We paid for this. <laughs> right, yeah? right, right. I hear you. I mean, did you ever see that movie where kids called The Great Santini? No. Oh, it was a TV classic. I think it starred Robert Duvall, but he was so hard on his son to be a good basketball player. I'll never forget the scene. The son's going down the stairs, and the father's hitting him in the back of the head with the basketball. As he's going down, what are you doing? You're going, you're going out with your friends? You're going out with your friends? I mean, <laughs> your son is, what are we talking, three, I believe? Almost. Almost in three. June. I mean, you know, listen, they're still at that age. They're going to run to their mom on the sideline, you know? Like you got to, you got to. Yeah, I think pump the brakes a little bit. On <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get, I get hot, bro. I get like not like not angry. I just get like mm, warm. I get warm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, but I gotta tell you, like around that age with Sadie, I remember like same thing. I wanted to, you know, and I'm like, I gotta remember when, what, how old was I when I remember like my dad starting to go, you know. I remember being in like fourth grade and I shot a free throw shooting with my dad and I, I couldn't reach it and he kept kept catching it down here like embarrassed like instead of catching it here my airball he'd catch it here and go you can't reach but it's 10 feet and he gives me and i'd heave it more and i couldn't and like he was embarrassed and that's when it switched from just hey let's have a catch nothing matters to like now get your shit together because you suck <laughs> <laughs> you know so 
<laughs> I see you cry. Come on. Squirt it. Come on. Cry. So maybe I don't know if that's organic or if you got to decide on your own. Are you going like second grade, third grade? When are you, when are you going to be like now? Mom can't come. Now, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's funny because as I'm sitting there looking at my son play, off in the distance, I see a father and his nine, ten-year-old son yeah. playing catch football. And they obviously have a have a, a coach with them. Like they hired a coach for to teach the son how to throw football, how to drop back, how to read coverage, the whole thing, right? Oh wow, he must be real deal then. But then I'm looking at the kid, right? And I'm like, Alright, yeah, you could throw the ball, but like for you to have a coach at ten, you as the father either go, This guy this kid's a prodigy. He just needs help. Or do you go, I'm hiring a personal coach just to train this kid to be good. That's a good, like I'm with you. What are you seeing at 10 that makes you say, we got to get a, you go to your wife and go, we got to get a coach for this kid. Like, I, you know, like, are you looking yeah. through the back window and he's like, and playing two hand touch with his, it seems Awfully, yeah, that seems like, that just seems like maybe it's one of those dads that like, you know, bro, the uh, the, the Manning brothers, you know how they have the brother Cooper? Yeah. His son is a five-star recruit. Every he's, he's only a junior this year. Every college wants some shit. I think the Jets are probably already in contact with this guy. So, you know, since three years old, he'd be watching cartoons and one of the Mannings would come in the living room going, you know. You're not throwing balls through the fucking tire right now? <laughs> yeah. Get your ass out there and throw balls through the tire. Oh, you know, what do you think? It's, if it's in the blood, I'll kidnap a Manning and inject it into my daughter. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the upbringing. It's the upbringing. This well, dad you saw is Santini and his kid, man. <laughs> so... I just don't want to miss out on an opportunity if I'm, like, missing. Like, I feel like... It's a good point. Some, sometimes you look at your kid and I go, is he, is she or she got a talent that's buried that I ain't bringing out of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, Tiger Woods yeah. at, at a young age was yeah. watching his dad just hit balls in the, in, the, in the garage or whatever. And then at two or three, he picked up a club. And he had the beautiful swing already. So they like, say. I know. I, I mean, you know, I heard that. Yeah. And then you hear this a lot of times. Like, uh, when did you know he was good? And he's like, I don't know. He played, He sat down at the piano and he played Mozart. We didn't even know where he got it from. You know, like, right. you hear these right. stories, right? right. You do. So am I, yeah. am I like, have we not given the thing to Serafina and Caruso yet? Where they just pick it up and, and they're just like, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, <It's, laughs> yeah. Don't ever grow a garden because you'll be leaning over the dirt after the second day going, nothing, Lana. It's fucking nothing. It's just dirt. I mean, I mean these kids, they, 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 Caruso's not even three. Serafina just crushed it at a, at a play a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking it away from them. I'm talking about the ones. Who are destined to be I know. who who they are. Although Jordan, as a sophomore in high school, did not make his varsity team. So it's not like Michael Jordan, the best player to ever play the game. Yeah. Is his sophomore year, he was a he was on the sophomore team. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't excelling at a high rate. It makes you wonder, like, what happened to the guy who beat him out? Talk about the what a drop off, bro. You know, <laughs> I I want you know as much as you know the piano and this that. I one thing I know. I mean, my kid is good with school, but I know she's not like. I'm never gonna come home and see her holding up a test tube and giving it a light flicker with her fingernail. <laughs> you know, like wait, and she's like, Dad, I I did some studying with the creek down the block. The water, you know, like just. I found a way to, you know, clean the water so we can all get drinking, you know, like <laughs> science, pro- you know, the science project kids when you're like, you know, by eight years old, they're going to MIT and their best friend's going to be Chen and Ling Lu. <laughs> <laughs>
do you do you remember? Do you remember your science project? Like, do you remember what you did? I I, I remember the one I did where you like. One of them I did. I do. It was a thing with a light bulb. I remember. Yeah. Why? You remember yours? Well, yeah. Pretty good. So, I stole so, operation basically. So did you did this yourself, or did you have assistance from parents or, or what have you? I mean, did you did you do it on your own, or did your dad go, "All right, let's go in the garage and do your science project"? Oh, I never did any project without my dad cursing, "Goddamn this, goddamn that!" behind me as he's helping me. But yeah, making it help. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about you? Well, well, in the science field, that it wasn't really a strong point uh, in my house. My father and my mother were like science. So when it came down to the science project, I go, what should I do? And my mom's like, I don't know. I don't know. Call your cousin. See what she did. I call my cousin. She And she's coming from the same cut of cloth, right? She did. Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What popcorn pops better? An air, an air popper, or a microwave? Like what? 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 Right. Uh, given the time and like the taste and all that. Right. What? What's a better popcorn? Right. It's a Bro. Fucking- Segment on the Food Network. I love it. Way better than what I did. I gotta hear this. So. Oh, fuck, bro. This is great, man. I remember it was in the multi-purpose room where everybody kind of walked around and the judges had the fucking oh notepads. And, uh, right? So you were giving like little personal presentations. Bro. They thought. I was, I was serving popcorn for the science. I'm giving out the bags, and they're walking away. I go, wait, no, that's the project. That's my sample size. (laughs) So everybody's supposed to have one one kernel and do a taste test. It's supposed to be like a taste test. And then, you know. Oh, oh, that is hilarious. Oh, bro, they thought I was the caterer. Oh, Oh. Did you even correct them? Were you like, fuck it? <laughs> it was so like, oh, God, it was, t- it was, oh, it was terrible. God. Judges were eating, they, they were eating your project <laughs> while they were judging the other kids' <laughs> projects. Fucking eating your project. Oh, well, that's pretty good when you did that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh man. Makes you crazy when you look back on it, right? Oh, my God, bro. Man, Dude, that. when I was in college, and, and like, I went to Fredonia, you know, education, ain't no Harvard, fucking, you know. So I took, as you did, you know, um, communications was a major. I had to take public speaking. And one project was he wanted us to come in and we had to give a presentation about something that the class doesn't know about, something that's going on or a place you can go or something that, you know, new and people don't know that we, you know, whatever, anything. Fucking like morning of, uh, I couldn't think of anything, right? So we had a Nerf hoop in my college house. So I took a Domino's pizza box as a backboard and I put the hoop in it. And then I wrote up that uh, a very popular bar game that's gotten popular on Long Island is Nerf hoops. You play horse and this is how it goes. I brought this thing in. And I held it up, and I'm like, so, for example, if you're standing there, and I give, <laughs> give the ball to one of the students, I go, that would be worth 10 points. And the first, it's like, think about, you know, how everyone shoots pool. This is getting more popular than pool at the bars. I fucking know he's playing their hoop at Long Island Mars. Oh, my God. And you're just like, the, the professor must just be sitting there going, I'm supposed to be at Duke. What the fuck am I doing teaching these <laughs> 
yo-yos. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Oh, you gotta love the Sony system, baby. <laughs> what the? What the? Six do, KE you... at my college. Six K. <laughs> Can't even get a call for that. <laughs> I mean, you've had restaurant pants thinking of that, bro. <laughs> that was my tuition. Oh, yeah, yeah, what oh bro! Oh God! Same here, bro. My thing was seven. It was seven. It was seven k. <laughs> Twenty eight grand, bro, for the for the whole college, for the whole education. You can't even get a shed for that these days. <laughs> no, seriously, a good shed at Home Depot is like ten k. That's two years at your school. Oh, oh God, God, bro! Seven, that's beautiful. 7K. Isn't that beautiful? 7k and my parents were fucking struggling to make that you know what i'm saying like co- college snuck snuck up on my parents like i know i, I was a soft story. yeah i was a sophomore and they were like why college <laughs> i love the fact that they didn't have that like in the cards for you like you know he's doing better than i grew up in sicily in the hills He's going to college. No, you come in in 10th grade, and he's like, ah, oh, what? I thought you were just going to cut a hair with me forever. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, I'm saving for, I'm saving for a cosmetology school. It's $1,000 for eight months. Oh, oh my wow. God. You're too funny, man. Shit. Go back to the Pete and Sebastian Show. A listener emailed me recently and said, two different ones emailed me and said, I think like cast 100 and some, episode 100 and some of the cast, you were talking about trying to have kids as before Serafina. And I said, all I know is if you ever have a boy, uh, and he plays soccer, which you will, you're gonna be, you're the guy who's gonna bring a charcuterie plate to the game. Do you believe that guy? I saw that, bro. I don't know if that was yeah, I saw that. I, I I don't know if that someone tweeted it at me or whatnot, but I saw what you're talking about. And I don't know if that I had that buried in the back of my brain somewhere and then retrieved it when it was time, but how ironic is that five, six years ago? We talked about a charcuterie plate at soccer practice, and two months ago I had one there. I mean, that's that's beautiful. Do you worry now? Because Caruso, and I'm not just saying this because we're friends, he's clearly a good-looking kid, right? Now, if he's already running over to mom at almost three years old, I'm a little worried about attractive girl in the stands throwing a big game as he gets older. You know what I'm saying? Caruso's the type that would have a girl on the bench with him, like just bring bring her down, like you know, just like wave her down, like just come sit here. Yeah, you know, what are you doing up there? Come down, come down here. Sit down here. Gotta get up close, boy. Three points. I hear. Oh, but man. um what the hell was I gonna tell you? Chicoter. Yeah. So, oh, what are some of the questions you got over there? You said he had some oh, questions. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because we were just kind of talking about this. I, I wrote down a couple things I wanted to ask you about. What's your take on when uh athlete wins something, Super Bowl, any kind of championship, golf, anything, wife comes out on the field, court, whatever it is, with a big kiss? You, you know, you cool with that you gotta take on that because I'll, I'll just be honest it, it bothers me a little bit i feel like it's uh right. well, it's not the if point. you look at if you look at 1985 uh chicago bears win the the super bowl in new orleans they heave up dicka and buddy ryan on their on their shoulders and they take them off the field and i could be mistaken i have to go look at the at the tape i didn't see one family member on the field it they celebrated as a team and that was that i didn't see any kids with earmuffs and shit on the field on the on the podium with the kid 
at the press conference, they bring the kid on the lap. This is something that's happened within the last 10, 15 years. Now, I'll give you this, and you tell me if it's the same. You got to be honest, though. I have brought, for the forum, I brought Lon up on stage. It's the same. And it, it very well could be. And, I don't and, know. And, I mean, it's a no, performance. It's a, it's a tad difference for sure. There is. Well, at the end of the show, how I did it was I said, listen, I come out here night in, night out. I always get, you know, the applause, the ad- adulation, and, and the appreciation from the, f- the fans, which I appreciate. But I wouldn't be able to do this without – the woman at home holding down the fort while I'm out here, and sometimes she don't hear what I hear. So I brought her, I brought her out and said, I want to, get, I want to bring my wife out here right. and give her the, give her the uh, recognition that she deserves. Right. So it was, it was put in that way. Now, I could very well see where you could say it's the same shit. Just le- can... le- leave the family off the fucking field, the stage. Right. This well. Is- how about like 3 a.m. You're stranded on a highway. Triple A guy shows up, fixes your flat, and you're like, "Oh man, thanks for being here." 3 a.m. I appreciate it. And he's like, "Actually, I'm gonna call my wife. I want you to get on the phone and thank her because she's sleeping. She's the one sleeping in a cold bed tonight." That's right. I mean, it's the same sort of thing, man. It is the same sort of thing. I give it to you, and you know what? It aggravates me when I see athletes with their kid at the podium answering questions after a big game. I just don't see the purpose for that. Uh, Although, on the flip side, I've had my kids up on stage for a big picture at, you know, an arena. I wanted to share that moment with my family. Like, you know, I could show Caruso when he turns 21 or whatever, hey, I got this photo when you were one years old and, you know, we did Madison Square, whatever the hell it is, right? Right, right, right. I think that's different, though, a little bit than, like, you know, answering questions at a news conference about what you do and your kid is playing Angry Birds on the iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, when the kid, yeah, it's like, no one could watch the kid off to the side. It's not even like he's wide-eyed looking out like, my daddy's a champion. He's just waiting to go. He's waiting to go home. He's waiting to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, you know, more than the kids even, uh, it's just that right for me, it's the right after the moment when the guys are sweaty and, you know, da da oh, By the way, like when the women win the soccer championship at the WNBA, I don't see any husbands running out there to, <laughs> going to hug and make out, right? I mean, everyone would be like, give the lady a moment. So, you know, and he, you know, he's like, so that's a, that is in that moment. And I remember seeing one of my favorite actresses, Judy Patootie, that's why, Ashley Judd. She used to be married to a Formula One driver. Tumultuous relationship based on the tabloids, on and off. And then they were eventually off. But uh, I remember him winning. I was in my hotel and watching, and he won the Indy 500, right? And she's in the winner's circle trying to, like, do the hug and kiss with him. And I'm like, is he blowing her off? I, I feel like he doesn't want her in there right now. Like, yeah. you know? And I think they were done a month after that. A month after that. So I think she was all over him in the winner's circle. And she, knew, and she knew the clock was ticking. She's like, I'm going to be a part of this because this may be my last time. You know? Well, see, it takes it takes someone with your you know, real specific observational skill set to even notice something like that, right? Because that's what I'd be looking for, too, is like, do you want her there? Because here. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan. Let's go to Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. His father was in the locker room with him celebrating when he won the championship, right? right? Father and son. Makes sense. Why? It's like... He was the one who, who who taught him how to play, and, like, he's been a part of it, you know? I mean, 
I'm talking about the guy who's like been a three-time all-star before he even meets his girlfriend, and then two years later she's jumping out of the stands like, "I believe you, believed in you." I'm, I'm on my second contract before I even met you. Believed in you, like you know. So like when I see the girl that was with the guy, or vice versa, from like high school or something, you know, different. Even in tennis, you know, you see that husband in the crowd looking down. He's been the one throwing her the balls at night. You know, they've been doing it together. That's a difference to me. All right, bro. Yeah. I didn't even know Michael Jordan had kids <laughs> until <know>. recently. <laughs> I, I, I didn't it, even see that. They didn't see the wife, the no. kids. They were nowhere near. No. Nowhere near them. No. No. Back then, no, none of them did, right? Larry Bird? I mean, I don't know what he got. They, they, they have photos of Larry Bird. He was already like a three-time All-Star, and he's on a drive-on Toro lawnmower doing his front lawn, <laughs> house to the left, house to the right. So, like, you know, they just didn't, like, bring it to the game. It was a different time. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It was a different time. The lights weren't even on on the court, but I heard a ball bouncing as I was walking through the court, and look who's here three and a half hours before the game begins, an hour before anyone else would even be in the building other than the popcorn vendor, but Larry Bird. They're probably getting rid of daylight savings. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm for it, bro. Where you at on this? Bro, I'm, I'm tired of all this change. Who, who, I'm tired of shit changing. Everything's changing. Now they're changing, now they're changing the clocks on us? Don't, listen, I know everybody hates losing that hour, right? Like, that just happened. It's aggravating, you know? But, oh, man, don't you love getting that hour back every year? It's so, like, you just forget. And you're like, oh, I got that hour. Oh, it's so pleasant. It's for one day, number one. One day you get the hour, right? Mm -hmm. My question to you is this law, whatever they're going to do here. The time it is right now, so it's going to stay this way or it's going to stay an hour back? I read two articles about this with my college degree. I still can't figure that out. I can't. I, which, so which way is it going to stay? The stay it is now? Because they keep going. They keep going. Because we want winters to not be as dark or as early i'm like all right so what is that i'm trying to do the math on that. So what does that mean <laughs> is that the other way or this way you know i'm feeling i got this same problem you got simple things like that i can't even figure out in my head going okay if they wanted to stay a little darker does that mean, like, I can't even, like, wrap my head around that concept. My, my brain stops because I start to do it. And my brain goes, fuck it. We don't even have to do this. And I'm like, you're right. We don't. We don't. We don't. It quits on me. You know what I mean? Because it goes, it starts to get, like, it's like, you know, like driving a car and it hits 85. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was really thinking hard there. I was thinking hard. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you almost have it that yeah, you're out of it. But anyway, I think I don't know. I think it's probably the other way, right? But I'm not sure. No, I think it's I think it's this way. It's gonna stay lighter longer in the evening. You're right. You're right. I, I, I right? Think that, I think that would make sense, yeah. Yeah. And which I'm fine with. I'm fine with this type of environment. I'm cool with it. I, like I don't have to days, do the break. Yeah. This is going to be a longer day. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing better to me than it's like 7.30, 7.45, you it's still light out, but you're still seeing, like, lightning bugs. It's not, you know, it. you think of lightning bugs in Fredonia? Oh, it's just yeah. something like. Yeah. Okay. They don't got them out here on oh, the West really? Coast. Oh, we got them no. right on our porch. We get one of the best shows you can get, man. Got a bunch of pack of Sandra, and they're just popping everywhere for like two weeks. Oh, yeah. We we don't get it out here. I remember back home in Chicago. Man, it was beautiful. Just, it, it just, it, it, nightfall came, and then you start seeing the light. You're like, oh, shit. And then when one fell to the floor or whatever, then, then you took your foot and you scraped the fucking lightning bug and you got that, like, neon light on the sidewalk. Yeah, that was our version of sidewalk chalk when we were kids, man. <laughs> that and a nice moth. 
I used to put them in a jar, let them light up. You know, everyone used to do that. And um, they're just so much more beautiful than any other bug. Like, to, to be able to do that, and no other oh. bug is sniffing that power. You know what All I'm right. saying? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, I mean to light up, if I was another bug, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? That's insane. You're lighting up? Shit. Oh, and and can think... they do that when they want? Can they like do a longer hold? Like I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with a three second this one just to blow their mind. I'm going, you know, or is it oh. just dit, 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 dit. they don't even know they're doing it? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, th- does the lightning bug see a cricket and look down and go, hey, yeah. and then just like... <laughs> can. Can he control the wattage? That's what you're asking. I love it. <laughs> Just drive by and give him a light up. Oh, oh God, God bro. Oh, my God. And, and it, it, here's another question. Does that, does the light wear off? Like, as they get older, when they, you know, when they're towards the end of their life, are they, like, trying to squeeze out one and it's just... Dim. Right. Like it goes around. When I was two, you could read a newspaper off of this fucking <laughs> with the light I fire up. Now you can't even see the hand in front of your face. I got, I got nothing left. That's a good question. And, and oh, like, God. man, just a lot. Because, like, what if, you, if yours doesn't light up? I would wonder, like, are you even aware of that? You're like, my shit's not light. What's going on? <laughs> you know? Fascinating, man. Fireflies produce light in special organs in their abdomens. Entomologists think they control their flashing by regulating how much oxygen goes to their light-producing organs. The males fly around and flash a signal unique to their kind. The females are sitting on the ground watching for males. When a female sees one making her species' signal and doing it well, she flashes back. Then the two reciprocally signal as the male flies down to her. If everything goes right, they mate. Got any more brain busters? The other day, I gotta ask you this, right? The other day, I just happened to be home when the mailman was coming up with the mail. So I, I do the pop out, hey, I don't, and I grab the mail, and I felt, and I normally don't do that, I felt like he didn't like that. I felt like he was like, just let me put it in the box, get off the porch, you can come out and get it. And normally, like Amazon or anyone, even if I'm there, and, you know, as long as I don't need a signature, I don't, I, I ghost, I, I, I've done the up against the wall, like someone's about to serve me a warrant, I don't want them to see <laughs> and, then, and then when they leave, I come, what's your take? If you're still there and they're there, do you come out and do the, I'll just take it right from them, or do you let them leave it and then come out? I've often felt this way with the mailman, because when the mailman comes up to the mailbox, He's got some time. He's got to get, like, uh, your gas bill together. He's got to get the flyer from Bed Bath & Beyond. He might got to get a rubber band, wrap that up, and then feed it into the box. Now, I feel if you're out there already, and but you're talking about a walk-up guy, right? You're talking yeah. about a guy. Okay, yeah. so he's probably, he's probably got it ready to, in his hand to, to throw in the box. Generally speaking, I had a guy who was in a truck, and sometimes when he pulled up, I'd be right there by the mailbox, and I go, hey, how you doing? And he would look like, motherfucker, almost like he was under pressure to gather the shit together to give it to me. I feel like the male people want to work solo. They don't need they don't need you coming out to the thing and going, hey, thank you. They want to just slip it in the box. And if they're listening to a podcast, they could, like, on your porch – Maybe flip through and and get to another podcast. Now, the guy was probably planning on maybe, eh, maybe I'll switch to another song. But now I can't use his porch because now he's out there. That's how I feel. I, I agree. I see, I think cause I see them all now, headphones on. I feel like they lock up, headphones on. They bundle everything at the office, and then they go. And to your point... When I go out and I have a little thing with him, in his head, he's like, guys, do you, do you realize if every house did what you just did, I wouldn't get home till 930 at night. Get yeah. that up, right? Now, when yeah. I grew up, did you know your mailman's name when you were growing up? I did only because my mother knew the guy's name. Um, 
And it was pretty much the same guy. And we knew when it was a different guy because we'd go out to the mailbox and the mail wasn't there, right? So anytime the mail wasn't there at 3 o'clock, my, my mom would come in and go, I must got another guy. The mail ain't there. <laughs> right? We, yeah. had, we had a guy named Jerry my whole childhood. Hey, Jerry, pull up with the door. And it was a much more communal, like, you know, they were part of your community. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, I feel like they, like, don't even come out. And nothing against them, and nothing against them. I just feel like it's just how to do it now. So I don't no, know. no, no. It's a random. You could get a random. There's, there's like, there's like seven or eight people working the damn shift now, right? Because, because either one called out, one quit, the high turnover. Yeah, that's true. I don't have the same guy all the time anymore now. No, that's a good point. Um, I got one more question I want to ask you. Yeah. So I had a guy's, uh, Johnny's Tree Service. They cut trees down. The guy's unbelievable. I had him do a tree years ago. And he's like high, hard to get because he's high in demand. He's great. So I get him out to the house, I want to say about almost a year ago, to do a quote on a few different trees. Uh, then he quotes me. I'm not looking for anyone else's quote. I'm going to go with him. But I didn't call him right back. Then I never got around to it. Now, a year later, I'm calling him and I'm leaving some messages and I'm not hearing back from him. Now, do you think if you're a business person and you come in and you give a quote and then that person doesn't get back to you um, and then they do a year later, are they like, a, are you blowing them off? If you don't, Are they on the bottom of your totem pole? Like, do you think I'm feeling the repercussion of not calling back? Uh, depends if this guy is book solid, slam busy. If the... And dependent, it also depends how big the job is. But I would guess if this guy is popular, and you're calling him now, it's, you know, because his business might have changed over the last year. You know, what I'm saying he might he might be double the business. He's he's got a few guys now working yeah. for him, and now you get a call from him. You're like, hey, fine, I can't take this guy's job. I'm I'm I'm. I'm. But you should get a call. You should get a call back saying, "Hey, I can't do the job. I'm slammed." Yeah, but this guy, even the first time I hired him, he's like Ricky Henderson. He calls himself in the third person. He's like, Johnny. I go, I got a huge tree. He goes, Johnny's never seen a tree he couldn't get down without a crane. I don't need a crane. So he would always call. Wait, wait. His guy, the guy's name is Johnny, and he's referring to his business going, Johnny. Johnny's never seen. He's in my driveway, and I'm like, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Heard a lot about you. My brother-in-law used him. My brother goes, the guy's unbelievable. He goes, but he's wild. He, my brother-in-law goes, I came home. Uh, he was cutting down a huge pine tree for me. He goes, I came home from work, and he had gotten the entire pine tree down now except the trunk, and he was about 50 feet up standing on a trunk of a pine tree with nothing else and a chainsaw in his hand. And he's like, we're, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. Like, whoa, you know? So... So, is this guy's name Johnny? His name is Johnny, and when I hired him, or first time, he came to my house, and I'm showing this giant tree to him, and I go, I know it's close to the house, I don't know if you get a crane or what you do, and he looks up my tree and he goes, Johnny's never seen a tree he couldn't get down without a crane. Johnny doesn't use cranes. Uh, I'm like, all right, Johnny, yeah, so, which is... <laughs> It's a bold it's the... move, man. It's a memorable <laughs> move when you do that. Ricky Henderson was the only other person who I know who did it for the A's. Well, how would Ricky Henderson do it? After the game, if he went like two for four with a home run, they go, he go, Ricky played good today. Ricky had a good game today. Ricky was feeling it. <laughs> did you talk to Ricky? Is that what Ricky told you? <laughs> oh, God. So, and then oh, when Johnny God. hired me, I had to go out to his truck, and he goes, Johnny wants to show you something. And I go out there, and he opens it up, and he's like, this is Johnny's Tree Service. And it was, like, booked. Everything booked, booked, booked. All, all yeah, in no. pencil. All of, I mean, this guy just keeps it simple. Yeah, this guy, you got no time for you, man. Yeah, I blew. You got no time. Blew. It's like the soup guy, the soup Nazi. And then and then you go, what do you got? And he goes, broccoli and cheese. And you go, yeah, I'll come back next week, see what you got then. He's like, you never come back. Yeah, no, you're done. Yeah. Jimmy's gonna get you, Kramer! Hands off, Jimmy! Don't touch Jimmy! Come on, Jimmy! 
going? Oh God, what do we got? We're at a minute, a uh, minute, hour and three. Uh, this, this is stellar. It's a Vegas uh, show. <laughs> Seriously, I don't even need white tigers. Oh uh, God. Uh, got to thank everybody for listening to Pete Sebastian show. Now, those of you that are on the the, the Patreon, we really appreciate. Off to a great start, bro. Um, off um, to a great start. Awesome. You almost want to. You almost want to give them more episodes, just just based on the on the interest yeah. of of what's going on over there. I'm making but, videos. Uh, I I made a video today because, and again, this is what I really like about Patreon too. It's something that you know, if you want to sign up, you sign up. If you don't, you don't. But if you do. I feel comfortable doing and giving some extra stuff like behind the scenes. I literally walk them through how I pack each shirt. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, literally, I literally say on the video, I'm like if Henry Ford was still alive, he would fucking patent my my packing bro, system for the car. Bro, bro, you're giving it away, bro. Oh, shit, shit, <laughs> shit. It's a taste. It's a taste. Uh, it's a taste. It's a All taste right. of what you get uh, and patches. So. If, for those of you who don't know, we uh, we are on Patreon. Five dollars a month, you get an extra episode. You get—I didn't even tell you this, bro. Show topics. People could send in topics that they want us to discuss, and nice. we'll bring it up on the show on on Patreon. So that's yeah. another additive incentive. We could either do it on Patreon or or. Patreon, Patreon, I, I, I don't know how you say it, but we're up on there. We got some great, great listeners already, uh, so make sure you sign up for that. And um, that's it, bro. That's a wrap here. I'm going to go have another glass of wine and some sushi with my wife. All right, man. I'll see you next week, bro. Good hang, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good hang. I was serving popcorn for the the bags and they're walking away i go wait no that's the project that's my sample size